before we get down to it, a quick reminder that if you want things in your inbox, we'll put things in your inbox with the Hump Day News newsletter. It's a regular wrap-up of coverage past and content to come with links, tips, taters, and tots served up fresh, nice, and hot. And if you're subscribed to the newsletter but not signed up for the backyard, shame on you. The backyard is a members-only area at Hump Day News where you'll find all that's best and bizarre at HDN. We've got Mappily Power Rankings, letters from the editor, our in-cell advice column, and more. Sign up at the Hump Day News to log in and enjoy. In this episode, we welcome Ted Chase, editor at QRO Magazine. This is one of four episodes that he'll be contributing to at our Humpcast. Uh, so please have a listen. All right, we welcome to the Humpcast, uh, Ted Chase. He's a writer, photographer, editor, and impresario <laughs> at QRO Magazine, uh, based in New York City. He's a music maven who fills his days in investigating the depth of the All right, fair enough. Um, all right, trends. Let's, let's switch to music trends in 2023, and maybe it's paying more attention to uh, drummers, but... Um, <laughs> uh, I, I had one to present. I don't know if you have one or more, but well, why don't you start there's, us off? There's, I mean, there's the big, you want to go into mainstream news, is the Taylor Swift and the Ticketmaster Live Nation issue, which mm -hmm. you could probably get find, but I feel like you could find better about that. Other people have analyzed this better. No, 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 but, but <laughs> all right, but tell me how, why that's a trend. Like, well, what is, well, well, what's going to happen? When people looking at, Ticket, I mean, people, there's the issue. You, you think it, something's actually going to change in 2023? Well, I think it's the that. way people are, yeah, well, it's a question. Will it actually change? Will Ticketmaster, and is it really Ticketmaster's fault? Because maybe it's just, you know, there's also just too many people wanted to see Taylor Swift. And there's mm. issues of the online system of like new ways to stop scalping, um, of ways to sort of release. And because then they want to talk about a trend. There was the, you know, having the various pre-releases pre-releases of tickets where for they didn't even do a general general release of tickets because they had all been sold out for Taylor Swift. Mm -hmm. But it's also, you know, I mean, because in her her specific thing is I was discussing with this with my teenage niece. So mm -hmm. this gets that she, you know, she hasn't toured in a long time because of COVID. She's released like three records and to re-release the Red Taylor's version records. So they even get people who maybe didn't listen to the new record or the sort of the indie records that she did, Folklore and Evermore. Um, during COVID, but remember from then we still want to go. And it's um mm. it's the ticketing, the concert things. It's 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 um can you know people do enough shows to sort of I mean it's right. There's a supply, there's a whole laundry list of issues yeah. here. If if um if you or anyone listening wants to follow up and hear kind of a fatalistic um summary of, of the um issue. Um, check out the New York Times podcast. They did a, um, oh, yeah. uh, a segment yeah, on Ticketmaster. And they really, uh, listening to it, they really were just very despondent and like yeah. just hopeless about it as if it could never be um, improved upon. And But I, I agree, agree that like supply and demand issues, sometimes there just is more interest yeah. in a show than there's seats to sell to the people yeah, who are and, interested. But that's just one part of the puzzle. Yeah, I mean, she's definitely she's playing the biggest, you know, football, American football stadiums, you know, the biggest places she can play. She'll play multiple nights at one place, which makes the touring easier. It means she can hit more places. But also, I think one of the issues with that is then people try to buy tickets for multiple nights. 
you know, as, as you, as you, sure. were, you said, like whoever the band was, whoever they're playing, they're playing multiple nights. There are going to be people who want to go to multiple nights, which is fine, but it means that it's not necessarily, you know, um, covering the same amount, of, you know, covering the same amount of people, you know, uh -huh. and add to that laundry list, you know, scalper issues. Yeah. And this was like um, the scalper Super Bowl. Um, monopoly issues between Ticketmaster and Live Nation in terms of the same of company if they were merged in uh, right. Um, so oh, I don't want to say bad about Live Nation because I work a lot, I work with them and they have a very nice press request. <laughs> no, no, I understand. There's it's a multifaceted yeah. issue. Um, and a lot of people are saying a lot of things about um what's good or bad or can be fixed or can't be yeah, fixed on, on multiple sides. But if we're if you're listening in here as a music trend in 2023, so what's the trends? I ask again. Like, is it just going to be a topic of conversation in? 2023? Yeah, I think it's also. You know, I mean, okay, I guess if you're maybe not like mu this music industry trend, I suppose obviously it's not going to, um, you know, affect the music specifically, like what instruments you play or what have you. Um, but it's going to be a thing that people are talking about, and then going into this summer, and it's also, but it also goes to also the viability of. The music business, you know, which has become very, you know, if you're Taylor Swift or whoever, it, you're very, very successful. But all these other artists, you know, it's the difficulty of, you know, in so many ways to be the middle class. Mm -hmm. You know, there you've got like you see that in films where you've got your, you know, your blockbusters and then you've got your little indie indie films. And you don't have your sort of regular sort of middle class films or TV shows. There's the long running ones. And then there's the ones that do two seasons of eight episodes and that's it, you know, and it's, um, and that it's so, but then it, um, it's, it's, so it's, yeah. And then there's, there is it's harder to be a, sort of the musical middle class. This has yeah. been a discussion that's been brewing for a little while. I don't know if you've tracked any of the, um, um, uh, discourse from, uh, David Lowry, the the David Lowry, uh, yeah, yeah, I think I was, yeah. So uh, yeah. he's 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 he, done he a, a bit. ton I mean, I, I, on this yeah. topic, and he, he gives some really interesting insights into his career with Camper von Beethoven and Lowe, and just as like sort of the middle ranks of a, a band in America, like what the economic realities of doing yeah. that were. He has some really good insights. I would direct people there as well, um, and he has a. a organization that he worked with or contributes to that advances some of these uh rights issues for artists the name of it escapes my mind the at copyright the copyright alliance what I, is it I, I once i think it's the copyright alliance or i once mm. at south by southwest cacker played an event with the for the copyright alliance and i'm now mm. in west and I it don't could be that. it could be that it could be something oh, else something associated with um but in any event, yeah. All right. So trend for 2023. Continue discussion on uh, the sort of Ticketmaster live. Yeah, I mean, it's weird because, you know, debacle. we were talking about this. We were talking about this in the Pearl Jam was talking about this in the 90s. with Ticketmaster. Right. And it just got worse because at least then Ticketmaster hadn't um, allied with Live Nation. Which, it was also in my understanding. The online where, it, I mean, some of it also could be like, I, it, was, it was a joke Wanda Sykes said when she was doing the Daily Show, hosting the Daily Show. We should go back to how it was in the 70s where you all had to line up at the music venue when the tickets go out on sale. Right. Everyone, Which is know, a, I mean, a horrible system as well. Yeah, it's a horrible system, but yeah. it, it definitely rewarded certain. It's just that, like, especially thinking of a lot of. Yeah, and you still and get they got up and they got on their things, which is, you know, and it's the way they did the things that how you were supposed to do it. But that's going to, you, you know, um, 
because it's so much easier to do it, so many more people are going to do it. Right. Whatever it is. Right. Like, you can write a program uh, to yeah. wait in line for an online ticket buying thing yeah. and just wreak and, total and just Everyone can get it. I mean, one of the things that Ticketmaster admitted in the sales is that they shouldn't have done sales for the whole tour at the same day. Right. That was so very said, Okay. Here are our ticket sales for our three nights at MetLife Stadium. You that release them in batches. That, that like, and especially you could do that because sometimes they'll, I think it was, uh, and that they also claimed there was hacked and stuff like that. I don't know the whole. Yeah. Which I don't doubt, but. Um, yeah. I mean, because like I said, it was, it was, I'm sure scalpers were all the bots, all the, like that was their, that was their super. It was a field was day. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. All right. More discourse on that in 2023 resolution. Who knows? We'll see. All right. My musical trend 2023. I'm only giving one here. Discount CD collecting. I keep seeing this and I'm baffled by it. People like, um, you know, Gen Z's on TikTok just pumped about um, a batch of discount CDs that they picked up at their local you know, oh, goodwill yeah. or what have you, but I kind of get it in a sense, you know, it's always like a huge bonus when you feel like you've stumbled onto a treasure trove of new music, regardless of the medium, you know, whether it's vinyl tape uh, or CD or what have you. So if uh, you CDs in 2023 are a way to um, get uh, cheap, um, uh, you know, access to a lot of um, good music in a way that is weirdly curated, you know, because it's music that people thought enough about to own at some point, yeah. right? It's not just like floating in the ether and Spotify, you can grab it or you won't. There's a certain history and a, a provenance to yeah. uh, uh, UCD found in um, a goodwill or what have you. And it's certainly cheap. So I'll give them that, but I've got to push back here. Um, just based on the media like type alone, CDs are terrible. There's no reason you should go back to them. They get scratched so easily. Ted, do you own any, do you have a CD oh, collection anymore? I have a CD collection because, you know what, I'll tell you this, I didn't realize this was a Gen Z thing because I've done it because at the end of 20, I, was at, I guess it was at the end of 2020, my, I still had MP3s and then my external hard drive that had MP3s died so I've been having to reconstruct it and having those old CDs. And, and so one thing was neat was then I had all the old CDs from like the nineties when I was, you know, when, when I was young and then reconstruction from that. And then I would go to the rec. I went to my old Princeton record exchange record yeah. store. Um, and yeah, and that, you, also, it is very cheap. These would be like a dollar or $2 a CD mm -hmm. and you can find, find all the stuff. And it was um, because then you still have it. If you lose, lose a thing, if you right. lose a thing, and send, um and there is and there is a certain you feel like you're curating your collection, like you're you're building a collection like the way people had with record collections, CDs. I mean, I think one of the issues with yeah, CDs do get scratched though. I find that there depends how you take care of them. It's also a key thing is how you load if you're using like iTunes or something like that, how you load them onto your thing. That the general the default bit rate is very is low quality. But if mm. you turn it up to a higher bit rate, it obviously takes up more space. But if you have the space, it's a lot. It's a lot better. You mean when you're digitizing uh, yeah, from a CD? Yeah, when you're putting it in like the CD disk drive, and if you, um, I mean, you right. can get the setting that I think a lot of people like MP3s are like trash. But but like 
Flack. Uh, have you ever used Flack? That's like I don't use. I know other people who use Flack. I've not yeah. know how to use it. I just converted. I convert. I still use MP3s. I, I well, also, yeah, it's good for convenience. Yeah, yeah, and also I think there's there's a. It depends on your audio file. I think there's it's diminishing returns in terms of like how much better does it really get. I need the best. Only the, the best. best. You see, I don't know. I'm not an. I deal with a lot. Of, <laughs> I know a lot of audio files were like because also you know whatever records those get damaged. I remember you know those would skip when you'd. I remember growing up those would skip if I like was a kid and like ran in the living room. My right. dad records would skip and those get warped and. They do uh, all that, yeah. Um, it's just um, I don't know. Yeah, I, there's I, a little bit of a mythology to so the it, sonic quality of a record, um, but I do confess like that. I am only collecting one type of, um, you know, audio media type these days. And it's, it's vinyl. I just, uh, I don't want to mess with CDs at scratch. Oh, I yeah. love cassettes. Got... They, um, oh, yeah. you know, said... they're hardy, um, but they warp um, and um, oh, they I just don't on... sound as good. Oh yeah. I came up on cassettes and well, I, and also the thing with, I mean, I came up on cassettes and I, which, Leads me to liking albums because then it wasn't this is when people with CDs you can wouldn't couldn't skip a song or stuff unless you like fast forward into the right. Thing. Um, but uh, yeah, and I definitely think people wherever you are, I think that's one of the things maybe with Gen Z is that they they don't have if they didn't get into vinyl they didn't have any physical copies of anything. Mm. Um, so they pick some. You know, it's almost they want to have a physical. Everyone wants and, one and to be fair, there there's a price barrier. Like vinyl, oh yeah, is kind of vinyl, expensive. Yeah, I get is, it. Although it's, it's, it, to be fair, um, you can get some pretty cheap used vinyl. Like most of my collection is used stuff at good record store stores that was just getting overlooked. Yeah, but it's but if you also if you want the, um, that's the thing is <laughs> one thing you'll say for CDs is nobody's spending extra unless. It's not like you need the, the the original CD does not like it's not any more valuable than like the reissue or you know not just, yet but but we'll see maybe I mean, maybe maybe there's a market like for a everything because well because I think things with vinyl is then when baby boomers got you know got rich and now they're sort of retired it pushed up the price of vinyl and even with Gen X right vinyl I mean you're seeing um, old video games like NES like those games that are packaged like getting resold for a lot. Oh, um, it's kind yeah. of a uh, it has it, but it has heated it. up market. All right, Ted, we're at less than a, a minute. Okay, yeah. Um, we don't need to go anymore. <laughs> like, all right, I want to uh, thank you uh, for joining Humpcast uh, on our inaugural effort um, as a kind of uh, collaboration. I hope to have you back again uh, to talk more on music uh, at another time. Sure. Thanks for joining. Visit us at the site at humpday.news for good junk in art, politics, sports, and culture. Follow us on our socials, subscribe to the newsletter, sign up for the backyard, and for the love of God, remember, every day is hump day. That was that prime Miramax... Um, it, was when, it was when Harvey Weinstein, because I remember because I was Harvey Weinstein once har harassed her and Brad Pitt before he was a star was like, don't touch, fucked up, get off that. And she was more known for being Blythe Danner's daughter than my mother's Blythe Danner's fan, Blythe Danner fan. Who? Who's this? Blythe Danner. She's she's well known. I mean, she's not as well known as Gwyneth Paltrow became, but she was her time well known. Okay. Actor. But yeah. So yeah. she's, she's um, 
uh, eclipsed um, her I, actress I, mother. I say so, though that could also just be like age. Like Generational. I was younger than her mother. <laughs> All right, fair enough. All right, so moving on from Gwyneth Paltrow. So um, we graduated. We went our separate ways um, uh, around sort of 97, 98. Now, you know, you went so deep on the last one and you nailed it. So you're probably going to know who was the next. Oh, well, I mean, then there was, of course, there was uh, Jennifer Aniston. Yes. Yeah. So let's say that was 19... 98 the start of the jennifer aniston period because it was they were seen together at the free tibet concert in i want to say it was 97 98 it was a big mm. thing it's in new york i because it was originally the 25th anniversary and radio i because i saw something about how radio played played irving plaza and like all the famous people were in but at the free tibet they were seen canoodling Oh, okay yes yeah, free tibet was, was that the one that the the beastie boys yes yeah it was the beastie uh, boys okay. arranged it um it was uh i mean it was a very fair uh, but yes the and she was at the height of her like like you know friends um fame and he'd been mm. you know and he sort of had graduated to being big movie star um, and he did a he did a cameo on friends yes yes while they were dating a um, nod to the relationship and it was funny because in the cameo he actually hated her hated her his character hated her character they'd gone to high school together and he'd been friends with David Schwimmer's character, who was a dork and she was popular. And he apparently his character had been a dork and like hated her, but had like, you know, changed his whole life. What a clever role reversal from yeah. the writers. Yeah. Oh um, yeah. No, and it was, right, I'm gonna I'm gonna telescope a little bit here, Ted, because there's just too much <laughs> drama in, in Brad Pitt's life. But you know, 2004 to 2014, the the um uh um well, you, you tell me what what when did Angelina? I'm just going to jump in there. When did Angelina come into the scene? Well, that was with uh, um, what was it, Mr. and Mrs. Smith? I don't know what year that was, mm. uh, but I mean that was that was the whole thing that he basically, at least from what I remember, you know, not knowing that he left left Jennifer Aniston for Angelina Jolie because of that movie or something. Mm -hmm. I don't know the whole. So I mentioned 2014 because that's when Jolie and Pitt. Mary. Yeah. So let's, if we're thinking about uh, this period from 2004 to 2014, Pitt started sort of messing around with Angela, Angelina Jolie in 2004. Um, so what was going on with you and QRO? Uh, and I had QRO didn't exist in that period. Oh, well, QRO didn't exist in 2004. I started with it in 2000, very end of 2006 and really starting in 2007. Uh, sort of very, the first concerts I covered were right at the start of 2007. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, then it was, yeah, so I've been doing it since then. Because I remember um, sort of uh, checking in as a contributing author for QRO, oh, I don't know, um, probably doing a lot from like 2008 to 2012, somewhere in that yeah. realm. And by then you were sort of firmly entrenched as, you know, yeah, a music editor yeah, there. I You're working with a lot of uh, writers and photographers. Yeah, oh, I not if you started 2008 um because yeah because it took so it took about a year before i was like really working with other people mm. um and then uh yeah because i think it was 2000 i want to say 2009 or 2010 was the first year i did south by southwest which i think of because that's coming up um 
trying to remember what year I did that. Maybe that was 2009. Um, uh, but because um, that was sort of the first big travel away from well, I did one festival before that in Austin, but um, that was sort of a big like travel festival. And because it's mm. just because it's a longer festival, um, you know, I mean, it was it was four days then, now it's five, even six. Um, yeah, that's one of the things I envy about uh, your work uh, over there at QRO, all the festivals. I don't quite make as many as you do. Um, you're yeah, a real trooper, and I think you'll be coming into Boston uh, for Boston Calling. Yeah, right? yeah. I mean, they're they are a commitment, and they're a little. It gets easier when you do them multiple years, but it also is a little less exciting. Like that first year of South by Southwest, you know, just running around, um, and uh, you know, and now and then because it's had some sort of its ups and downs, and it had some. It was hit hard by COVID. Mm. because it can't because it's happens in march and so it's can't had to cancel for two years not one like most festivals but um and it's sort of more sponsor dependent it's there's different things that yeah i've heard a you know from some people a sort of decline in the the sort of well even before it sort of got got a little too big like was a publicist perhaps that's a uh, topic for another yeah 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 that's right it's on my mind because now so 2016 to present you're plugging away at QRO, you're writing, yeah. you're writing, you're editing, you're doing photographs. Um, uh, much like Brad Pitt, you know, you're staying below the radar. You know, you've, you've uh, disconnected from Angelina Jolie. I don't know what your, your <laughs> proverbial uh, uh, metaphorical Angelina Jolie is. Um, but a few recent hits. So uh, Brad Pitt linked with model Nicole Poturolaski in 2020. <laughs> Um, page six reported that the fight club actor was seen seeing model Nicole Potorolaski. However, not much is known about their low key relationship. The two were photographed together in 2019, but reportedly had split by October, 2020. Oh, well, you know, COVID. Yeah. <laughs> but I, we know what struck me about that is they mentioned they tied him to fight club. Yes. Yes. I was thinking that when you said 2022, that. I was like, do you have, do you have That's more... like 1990. Yeah. Nine movie yeah well you know where i pulled that from it was from a french it was from the english version of a french magazine oh, yeah. she might be a french so model. i think that maybe they were a little like not quite as in touch maybe fight club made a big impact in, in france yeah, yeah but getting more most recently quote uh, again from the same same english language french magazine after being spotted together at a bono concert or bono Bonner. On November 13th, the source revealed to people that Pitt and Inez de Ramon have been dating for a few months. The insider explained, quote, they met through a mutual friend. She is very nice, end quote. And that, quote, Brad is really into, end quote, her. De Ramon currently works for the jewelry brand Anita Co. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I end with that um, because I want to say perhaps uh, the Humpcast collaboration of uh, Hyundai <laughs> News and uh, QRO is perhaps the beginning of another relationship. <laughs> or, or you're a model yeah, so. that dates, dates brief, <laughs> or he's in his dating models that are like, you know, in their 20s, yeah. you know, known as your Leonardo DiCaprio phase. <laughs> okay, yeah. Um, just for fun. You know, they're adults. Um, he's He's got his, you know... Um, bevy of children so yeah well it's because you know he's still probably in his rebound from the divorce and i think that was mm. not a somewhat acrimonious divorce there have been and he had kids with angelina jolie and there was she, she had previously there was adopted kids so it's yeah, yeah i think once you enter the dad phase like 
post dad phase post divorce dating is just kind of different it's like yeah and when you look like brad pitt like you can pull off or, or leonardo DiCaprio, and you're that famous now you can pull up like people are like like it's like they're not like oh she's after him for his money no 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 she's no that's a good point yeah, yeah. i mean i mean he works very like, hard at looking like brad seinfeld pitt. you know like you know no one's he's not getting like dated for his looks oh he's he's married i mean he's married and has kids is like, he married I think there was a period where he was dating, like yeah. at the end of Seinfeld. He was the series. He was dating like a younger, a younger woman. All right, I, I predict he'll go back kid. to that phase, whether he's at, at there or not. Yeah. All right, let us let us move on then, Ted. Uh, so it's been a long road both for Brad Pitt and us, yeah. um, uh, but here we are. Um, 